Welcome to our weekly, I mean, week, we mean weekly Wednesday Sheer. We're not saying Wednesday night because it's not Wednesday night, it's Wednesday afternoon. Baruch Hashem, I'd like to dedicate today's Sheer to Israel Aaron Amir Menucha Gansberg, who got married last night. Hey, they have a very long life, happy life, joyful life together. They build a bias name in Israel. They say the Tereva Mitzvahs. All the brachas that the Rebbe wishes them will definitely come to fruition. And most importantly, of course, in the letter that was read for them for the, by the, of the Rebbe, which is a letter that was given to the grandparents of the Kala, the Rebbe adds in the letter also that the parents should have Yiddish Shachsidishanachas from the couple. And may Taka we all be zeichet to just that, to Yiddishanachas from all of them. This week, Pashas Vayishlach. Oh, excuse me, so therefore we were explaining that since last night was the wedding, Baruch Hashem. Tonight, Shabbat Brachas, we will not be able to re- record this year at a regular Wednesday evening, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> this Shabbos Pasha Vayishlach, it's also date-wise a very, very, very important, poignant and special date in Chabad. Chassidim Chabad, Chassidim of the Rebbe. It's an extremely, extremely special date, as it is Yud Dalit Kislev. Yud Dalit Kislev is Zayim Tchilas Masacha. This is the day that he started our existence, in that the Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, married his wife, Sinchaya Musya. And therefore, since their wedding took place on Yud Dalit Kislev, it was their wedding that brought us the Rebbe, that gave us the Rebbe, that connected the Rebbe to us. And therefore, it is a day that we celebrate, and we will continue to celebrate, because all our connection, all our life, all our existence of the Rebbe, of Askasidim, is bound through the Rebbe. An interesting story that was told many times, even on, by the Shir, of the Chassid of the Alter Rebbe. The Chassid of the Alter Rebbe that was sent on a mission. He was sent on a mission of the Altarebbe's with a lot of money to take somewhere. And the Altarebbe told him do not stay in a house where there's no windows on the eastern wall of the house. A warning. 
during your travel, wherever you travel to, make sure you not you never stay in a house where there is no where there are no windows on the eastern wall of the house. And the Chassid set out to travel in those days, of course. In those days, of course, there was a... Um, the weather was not exactly something that was predictable. The weather was not something that one could understand, could know what was coming. And, especially traveling in the olden days in Russia, you didn't travel with... A bus, a train, it was literally, it was a horse and buggy. And horse and buggy in the winter, if you, if you had a buggy, if you just ride a horse, and he was riding his wagon in the midwinter, the bitter cold. And as he drove, as he rode, the snow began to fall. And the snow started getting a little more aggressive, and the snow ultimately became relentless. And he was getting pretty distraught, to say the least. And as the clouds started to come in and close in on him, and darkness started to envelop above him, literally looking like night was going to fall in the middle of the day, he was getting very, very, very desperate. And in the distance, lo and behold, he could make out in this form in the snow what looked like a house, a miracle. He makes his way to the house and he comes to the front door, he acts on the door and the woman opens the door. She says, Oi! Come in, you must be freezing. She takes him in, she gives him a hot cup of tea, puts him by the fire. But he realized that it's, it's winter hours and Mincha is going to be late soon. So, he asked the woman, would you know which way is Yerushalayim? Which way is Mizrach, east? So that he could daven in that direction. And she pointed him in that direction and he davened. And you have to understand that when a person goes through such a... You could physically call it a trauma because the weather, being weather beaten, and the fear of not being able to get where you wanted to go, because of being buried in the snow alive, and who would even know you were there until the summertime? Mm-hmm. So... disorients the person disorients the, pa- the person
and uh, he wasn't concentrating. After David Minchelo, and he says, "Is Shalom the name of?" It occurs to him that the wall that he was davening to had no windows, and he was davening due east, due Mizrach, and he knew he had to get out and had to get out quick. So he says, "Oh, I forgot something in my wagon," and he quickly grabbed his coat. And half with a coat half on, he's running to the door, but the door was locked. And he ran to the windows, the windows were locked. He said, please, please, let me out. But as he was pleading with her, he hears a key turning in the door, and the door being opened from outside. In walks the woman's son's. And the sons walk in and they grab him and they empty all his pockets and they beat him to a pulp and they tie him up. And they leave him in the corner. They have a nice pile of money in the middle of the room. And the mother's really happy and the brothers are proud. And all of a sudden, they hear, they're sitting in the fabring and they're drinking. And they, hello. Mm-hmm. And and they um, the father walks in as they're sitting there, they're drinking, they're bringing The father walks in. And he says, oh, caught a good fish. Let's take a drink. Let's say the Chaim. Let's celebrate. And they drink another bottle and another bottle. And lo and behold, it's in the middle of the night. They all fall asleep. The, the father, on the other hand, picks his head up and sees they're all asleep. And he crawls over quietly to the Chassid. He motions him, please be quiet. And he says, please be quiet. And he unties him and he gives him his coat and he says, quick, snow before they wake up. Mm-hmm. And he um, 
and, and he um, gives the chassid the money, most of the money. And he says to him, "Do me a favor. Go back to the Rebbe. Tell the Rebbe to daven for me." And he gives him a golden coin. And he says, "I'm even giving you tzedakah to give the Rebbe for me, so that." I should have I should so the Rebbe should have him for me lo and behold Chassid comes back to the Alter Rebbe and before he could tell him anything the Alter Rebbe says to him I know what happened just want you to know I didn't sleep a whole night because of you And he gives the Rebbe the coin. And the Rebbe takes the coin, turns around, and there's like a crack in the wall, and the Rebbe puts it into the crack. And that's it, the Rebbe doesn't say anything. No. The um, Chassid ultimately got married. And the Chassid became a Mishamash Bekelish by the Rebbe. He was like a, uh, an assistant over there that used to work, he used to do things for the Rebbe. One day, he's sitting, sorry, and this beggar comes in, collecting money, and he says he must see the Rebbe. And the Chassid goes into the Rebbe, tells the Rebbe. And the Rebbe tells the Chassid, he reaches to the wall and he takes the coin out. And he says to him, Give this to him. Gold coin is very valuable, it's worth a lot to people. I've been holding on to, to him for him for 15 years. And the Rebbe, and the Chassid hears the story from this fellow. That after he freed the Chassid, excuse me, the Rebbe says, give this to him as a reward for freeing you and saving your life. And that was it. The Chassid hears the story from this fellow as follows. After you left, after I let you escape, they woke up and they realized, of course, I let you free. So they gave me a real beating. They gave me a beating. And threw me out. And the um, and I, I left a short while after they threw me out. Police came and they arrested the whole family and put everybody away. And I wandered, and I wandered and wandered for years, doing tshuva and davening for all that I committed, all I did, 
all the terrible, terrible Avedas, the killings and the stealing. And Baruch Hashem, apparently the Rebbe davened for me, and the Rebbe gave me the Kayach to overcome everything, and the Rebbe gave me the Kayach to do Tshuva. So we see, therefore, the foresight of the Rebbe, time in history, as the Rebbe, the seventh Nasi, and therefore, as the Rebbe celebrates his wedding, a date so important And the Rebbe marrying the previous Rebbe's daughter and had therefore ultimately taking over the mantle of Qasidah Chabad. Therefore this day, Yudalat Kisle, for us is a day of celebration, of joy, and merit, of course, this couple that got married last night of Yisrael Aaron and Miriam Menucha and may they be a true source of nachas to the Rebbe and may they build a bias neman that the Rebbe will be proud to call a base Chabad and as we're going to speak now a connection of building a home and our weekly Pasha. Trap. Trap are the cancellations that are markings by each word of the Tera. Every word that's read in the Tera has something on it. Some that don't have anything and they're read together sometimes with another word. The Mapach Pashta, as it's known. In the Mapach Pashta, one of the con- cancellations is one called Azla Geresh. Because there is a Azla, a Kadma of Azla, which go together. And then there's the Azla alone, but since it's no longer with its Kadma, it's given the name Azla Geresh, a divorced, a driven away one. And it's a High-pitched. The sixth parsha. there are two such words until the portion of Shemi. One is the word Vayachatz, when Yaakov splits his camp, and one is the word Katrinti. Vayachatz, 
connotation, of course, is to split. And it's something that, of course, is usually a negative thing. In this case, the point being, splitting the camps, If he comes to hit this camp, fight with this camp, the other one can run away. And he spaced them by three days apart, And all the connotations that took place because of it, because he was to die the same day as Esav, and therefore if they were separated by three days, would if, if, they, if he killed Yaakov in one camp, he wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't live long enough to kill, get the other camp, and the other camp would be able to survive. And there's the division that Yaakov makes, a specific division. The children, these children and those children, the, the maidservants' children and the wives' children, who went up front, who went to the back. But the Yachatz, nonetheless, it was a split. And it's a pronounced split. Vayachatz. Whereas we have the more poignant as the Gaelish and the Pasha, which is on the word katointi. I am humbled. And as we've spoken many, many, many times, humility has to have shmini shebishminis. An eighth of an eighth of ego a person needs to have in order to be a proper, humble person. An eighth of an eighth. Where's the calculation come from? Pasha's Vayishlach is the eighth Pasha. And the word Kotainti is the eighth Pasuk of the Pasha. And therefore, since we take humility, the study of humility, the concept of humility, from this idea, from the way Yaakov says, Kotainti Mikolach Sodim, therefore, we base it on the eighth of the eighth. I'm afraid this year is not going to last a full hour. Anyway, Esav comes with 400 men. Yaakov prepares three ways. There's three things that Yaakov does to prepare. Hiskin Three things. Tfilo Lederin Ulamilchama. To pray, to give gifts, and if that word doesn't work, all else fails, as we say in America, go to war. Chazal tell us that this meeting between Yaakov and Esau. doesn't say this, the word heichin, he prepared, 
hiskin atzmei. The word hiskin, fixed, established, brings about a very big question. What? Brings about a very big a plea. It more fit, as we said, to say the word heichin atzmei. Prepared. His skin is fixing. What was Yaakov fixing here with these three things? And therefore the Razal hint to us, each one of these three actions, the gifts, the tefillah, and the war, were very difficult for Yaakov. He needed to fix himself in order to make the, to do these things. Gifts. Rashi tells us, Chazal say, Yaakov, Hoya, Shori Bechas, Ashunelat Sishneach Minchleiza. Yaakov was borderline angry with the fact that he had to send a gift to Esav. To send something of his own to the Tzadshikinege, to the opposite side. But he overcame this, overpowered himself. His skin atzmi. He fixed himself in such a way that he should be able to send these gifts, as painful as they were. Tfilah. Prayer. Why did he pray? What was he scared of? We're going to talk about soon. He had a suspicion. It's going to be a question we're going to discuss in a different part of the Pasha, where he says actually, What was Yaakov actually scared of? If you keep your score at home, the second is Brachas Dav Dalad Amr Aleph, page four, side one. Shema Yigreim Hachet. Perhaps the sin would cause that he should have to lose this guarantee of Hashem. So here too, when it came to prayer, Yaakov was concerned. When we go to a tzaddik to pray for us, we know the power and the potential of the tzaddik. But if there's a flaw in the person, maybe his prayers don't get where they need to go. But although he had this suspicion, he overcame it. He strengthened himself to overcome it and prayed to God nonetheless that God should keep His promise to him, Heitev, Eitev, Imach, in His chus and the chus of His fathers, in the merit, His merit and that of His fathers. But still in all, 
Yaakov was concerned perhaps they would end up in battle. It says, Vayiro, Vayetzer, Pen Yareg, Ayyaharig. Someone's going to die here, and I just don't know who. But he strengthens himself and his kin atzme. For what? For Mulchama. The other camp would definitely escape. Deeper yet, we could say, that all the three All the three happened at once. It's three different things, actually. Three, in essence, three different approaches. The gift comes from his chesed. The battle comes from his din. And the tefillah comes from Rachman. Thank you. You can't possibly unanimously use all these three attributes. The Chesed, the Gvura, and the Rachman. Therefore, Yaakov, Hiskin Atzma, had to really work on himself, to bring himself to a level, to a Madrega, where he could do such a thing. Extra super strength to unite these three things together. This total change in nature. To overcome his own nature. And this way he could come to the third shlav, to the third level of becoming, of owning up to all these things together, although they're all opposites. And therefore the battle of Yaakov and Esav really has a is attributed to a daily battle that people go through the daily life the trials and tribulations between the Yetzirah Tov and the Yetzirah Hara in this battle as well one needs to conquer to overcome the Yetzirah In one, time, one shot, one needs to apply all these attributes at once. Chesed, Din, and Rachel. In a way that the person is guaranteed success, victory. Just like Yaakov was sure that he would succeed, 
so too a person needs to apply all these attributes to his own daily life so that he could overcome. Therefore, also, our generation has this very same mission. To overcome the Golas, thank you, to overcome the exile, to bring the Gula. In order to do that, it's impossible to just rely on the natural means on the natural seichel of the person. Because in that case, the Yetzirah can overcome it. The Yetzirah needs to be taken by storm. And this success, when one overcomes their nature and does things higher than the norm, higher than the regular thought, train thought, train of thought, then the person can ultimately be successful. And Asa who Adam and will come to the level of the Olam Mashiach Ba'atziah in the Shbeit Zareisov and Ba'atziah Hashem Amlucha Bias Mashiach Tzikenu. So what does Yaakov actually say? Before Yaakov meets with Esav, he davens, as we said, to the Almighty, with a prayer, a battle cry, Katenti Mikol HaChasadim. I have made myself small from all the chasadim that you've done for me, all the kindness that you've extended to me. What is this proof? For with my staff, I crossed the yarding. The Medrash explains when we make reference to this staff, there are two explanations. One is, he had nothing else except for the staff. This was his sole property that he owned. And one explanation is, He split the Yardin with the staff. The staff was instrumental in helping him cross the Yardin. Now these two explanations are total, total opposites of one or the other. One, it says, it's referring, making reference to his physical, monetary 
value. And the other explanation says, you know, he went across the Yarden with this stick. It was a magical stick. One expresses pure poverty, and the second expresses a miraculous fellow. But yet, both these explanations are found on this one word, Katainti. I have been humbled. So therefore, if the Teda chooses, there are many explanations, there are many different words in the Teda, and every crown, we said, Rabbi Akiva explains 70 explanations, every crown written in the Sefer Teda on a letter. But the norm, a word, can have two explanations to it, or more. But they're pachosha, they're similar in some ways. They have something, some kind of connection between them. Whereas here, they have no connection whatsoever. They're actually opposite. So let us revert to what we said before about the fear that Jacob has, the fear that Yaakov has of being killed or being hurt by Esau. Because the fact of the matter is that the Almighty had told him already I am with you. And by saying that I am with you, then there's no question. He would be saved. So he doesn't have to be feared anybody. He doesn't have to fear anybody. Why would Yaakov be feared in this? What frightens Yaakov? So truth to be told, as we said before, Yaakov's concern is Shema Nislach Lachti Bechet. We said before, the Gemara Mesech Nisbrachas, Dalit Amr Aleph. Perhaps he says, I tainted with a sin. And by tainting with a sin, perhaps I no longer have that merit. I no longer have that schus. And this was his concern. This is what frightened him.
And therefore, Yaakov knew the fact that the Gemara, if you keep your score at home, is like the Zuma, Lamed Ches, towards the end of the Amad Beis. Where the person, when the majority of his life has not sinned, is not apt to sin. So then, where did he sin? Where did he go wrong? How could he have gone wrong? When could he have gone wrong? In a way, to an extent, that this would be his punishment, that he would no longer be protected from God. And therefore he says, If an event that I thought about myself, and I was involved in my own personal matters, and it would be me, and it's all about me, I know, in my own merits, I deserve to be saved by God. But he wasn't thinking about himself. He thought about Kotenti. And therefore there was still some kind of a, a back, the brain back of his head, fear. This week was Yud Kislev yesterday, actually, the day of the Chasana. And on Yud Kislev, we celebrate the freeing of the Mitle Rebbe, of the second Chabad Rebbe. On Tes Kislev, the day prior, was his birthday and his yard site. And a famous, famous story of the Mitle Rebbe going to Yankovich, where his father-in-law had lived, for a visit. And as he came there, he met a chassid, a simple chassid. They don't go together, I know. Simple and chassid don't work. They're very complex. And this chassid was actually pretty devoted chassid. He, prayers were very impressive. Even when he studied, it was very impressive. He didn't do this all the time. He was not always involved in prayer and study, like the greater Chassidim were, or like the Rebbe's were. And he told the Mittler Rebbe, who was yet a son of the Alter Rebbe's, excuse me, Ver Bizdu, who are you? Who are you? You have two extremely righteous parents, Holy parents. On top of that, we can well imagine that your holy righteous father had special, special thoughts when he brought down your soul into this world. And he barraged him, he bombarded him with all different facts as to why his whole greatness is all about, but he has not done anything on his own. He has, He's doing a rider. He's riding on his father's coattails, on his father's prayers. He says, I? Who am I? I'm a nothing. I have nobody in my yichus, in my pedigree, to show anything great. My father didn't even know where, where the souls were to go look for them. 
and didn't imagine that he could look for one, definitely didn't choose anything. And obviously was given Zebudius. So, look at you, and look at me. I have a Kviyasit in Latera. I dive in three times a day with a minion. I have different things that I do. You, he says to the Mitzvah Rebbe, you, you have devotions when you daven that you've gotten from your father, that all the spirituality that you got from your father and your mother, all the great holiness that you have from your father and your mother. Akunt, Akunt. There's no, there's no trick to that. If you would have started in my boots, you'd never be anything. We thought I'd return back to Liadi, to Lubavitch, to Liadi, and came to his father, the Alter Rebbe, and started to bawl, and to cry, to say, Me'oni, Me'chayini, Me'chasteni, 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 what did I do already? What am I? What have I made? What have I accomplished? Everything you've taught me and you've done with me, you've learned with me, and you, you, you empowered me with your spirituality. But it was all spoon-fed stuff. It's nothing that I myself was able to accomplish. And he cried bitterly. Mm-hmm. A while later, occasion came that the Al-Tareb met this Chassid that had uh, she was say reamed out his son the Al-Tareb said I owe you a big thank you you turned my son into a Chassid he now became a Chassid realizing how much toil one needs to do on their own in order to become what to do And this we find how Yaakov Avinu, as we say in Tehillim, Mishpat Tzedakim Yaakov Atasisa, ruling and charity you have done for Jacob, for Yaakov. Most people ask Me'ashem Tzedakah. Most people request from God to give the Tzedakah to us, a charity. And the person says, I'm not worthy, but I'm asking nonetheless. Then the Sadiqim, that they can turn and say, give me mine in Mishpat. Not in Zdokah, I don't need your charity, I need Mishpat. Come down on me, let's see what we can pull out. How can we improve? Yaakov says though, tzedek, Mishpat v'Tzedek. Both, the Mishpat and the Tzedek. He puts them both together. Putting them both together, unites them both. Why could he do both, Mishpat and Tzedek, should be able to save him? This is total opposites.
This, therefore, we see is how we unite the two explanations of the word Vimakli in my staff. From one side we see Yaakov himself was cut in small and missed, lacked nothing. He lacked everything. As it says in the explanation, in the first explanation, that's all I had. That's all I came with. Is my one staff. On the other hand, he was a tremendously great person. As we see in the second explanation, he split the sea with the the staff. So now even though we see that we are very far from the level of Yaakov, still in all we are connected to these words. Each and every Jew in full strength as Ben Malachim children of the king, princes and therefore as a prince we can ask the Almighty it's called Tzirachov everything that one needs And, it, and we deserve it. We deserve to have and receive the tzedakah of a chesed. And through this we merit that HaKadosh Baruch will give us shefa to his brachas according to what we deserve, but not only according to what we deserve, even higher than that. There's bone, chaye, mezena, and everything v'kulam reviche. And it should be v'achova v'shefa until the misbattle, everything that destroys, everything that disturbs us, and will be zeche to a Shabbos, the Shabbos b'shalva, gam ba'ilam hazeh, although Yaakov Avinu wants, as we say, Vayeshev, wants to settle the shalva, and he say that no, he does not have that, He's not had that schus, not had that merit, and therefore he's not to rest in Shalva. As we said, this is going to be a slightly abridged version of the Shir, as there's much that has to happen yet today. So at this point, we will wish everyone to merit to the Tzedek, not even partial Mishpat, but all Tzedek, pure Tzedek, and we should go with the schus of the Chasen Kala. And the schus of Vayihibishur Melech Besasef Roshayom for Yudalit Kislev. And we should be zeichet to Vayeshev Yaakov to settle this very Shabbos near Shalayim in Kedesh. Shabbat Shalom to all.